It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My goodness, the list of recruiting visitors for this Saturday, Miami against Georgia Tech, is absolutely insane. You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Yeah, Miami back home, ACC opener, night game, blackout game, and the recruiting section is going to be absolutely lit. We're going to talk some recruiting Brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. You know, we had to bring in our good pal, Brian Smith, who's my colleague at allhurricanes.com, recruiting expert on the Locked On Network. Brian, uh, when you go through uh, this recruiting list, which includes 2024s, a bunch of 2025 blue chippers, even a couple of 2026s, like, do you start to like sweat because you got to do all this extra work writing about these guys and scouting these guys? Because that is a, a daunting list for this Saturday night. I know most of the kids that are being highlighted by various people because we've all seen like the recruiting guys have all seen them in seven on seven and stuff like that and Under Armour camps, et cetera. They're 20 kids, give or take, that, you know, are good enough to play at Miami and be starters. Like this is a great list. And I'm sure we don't have the full list because the kids, they make last second decisions. Don't, Don't kid yourself. These are teenagers. But, you know, you got Jeremiah Smith. As your headliner, I think he's the best player in the country. We'll talk about him, but it, the list is very deep. Even in 25, Armando Blunt's coming back, et cetera. Hurricanes fans should be very happy with this effort by the staff. Yeah, and so let's look at the 2024s first. A uh, couple of already verbal Miami commits are going to be visiting. And guys, as we remember, recruiting does not stop once you get a verbal commitment because none of these guys have signed their national letters of intent. But tight end Elijah Lofton will be at the game. Uh, and linebacker Bobby Pruitt, Cameron Pruitt, is going to be at the game, which is great. But let's start with Jeremiah Smith, who you mentioned. Uh, it's This has been one of the more fascinating recruiting processes because Jeremiah, for many, many months, has been an Ohio State verbal commit. The process has not stopped for him. You could go on any college football message board on any given day, and you'll see Florida State fans who think they're going to flip the guy Florida fans probably have gotten a little quiet uh, over the last week, but at times they've thought they're going to flip Jeremiah. I know Miami fans have a lot of optimism there, and he is a hometown guy from Chaminade. So Jeremiah Smith, you mentioned top player in the country in his class is going to be at the game. Um, Is there an opening for Miami to flip him, and what would it take? I think there's an opening now that they've done what he said, that he's told me and he's told many other people he needs to see whatever school he goes to. They can throw the ball and they can produce guys that can get to the NFL. He's been very straightforward. It's a very short, basic conversation. I've had it with him multiple times, and it's quite frankly why he picked Ohio State in the first place. Can't blame him considering what they've done with their passing game in the last decade. I get it. But now that Miami, like, they've got not one, not two, but three receivers that will probably end up at the NFL Combine whenever they end up leaving college, that opens the door. Obviously, the quarterback room looks good with Emory Williams already – being the backup and looking pretty good. 
And then let's be honest, Ohio State is not exactly throwing it around. So I'm curious to see what he does with this because he's he's still committed. But all the things that he said, Miami is now doing. So I'm just putting just what Jeremiah has told me, tells me that now Miami is a serious factor. That's how I, up until about a week or two ago, I, I, I thought they were a long shot at best. But they've proven they can throw the football, Alex. Why would you not take a look at it? And it's, again, it's right down the street. He lives like within a half hour of the stadium. It's not that rough of a drive for him. Yeah, and, and for him, uh, you mentioned, it sounds like he's got a very professional approach to this, right? Talking about uh, productive passing game, getting receivers to the NFL. Um, but, you know, would potential factor of, of playing with a bunch of his friends, could that be a factor for him? Because obviously he and JoJo, who's verbally committed to Miami, JoJo Trader, are very close. I would imagine he and Zaquan Patterson are probably uh, pretty close. And I think he's got a relationship with Chance Robinson as well. He knows a lot of these, even some other guys he knows from 7 on 7. And, you know, I've also I'm hearing more smoke about Miami potentially recruiting his Chaminade quarterback, C.J. Bailey, who's currently a North Carolina State verbal commit. Maybe they're trying to flip him as well. So could kind of keeping the band together, could that be a factor for him? Why would it not? Uh, this wouldn't be the first time the teammates tried to pull other teammates to school X. And it's not just Miami. This is an old school approach. It's no different than in business. If you were successful coming up the business ladder with somebody and you went off and started your own business, you try to hire guys. Well, it's the same concept. This is interesting, though, when you talk about quarterback and receiver, because no two positions are tied like QB and receiver. If they go after Bailey and he were to flip, and I don't know, I haven't, I haven't spoken to said in a while, I have no idea, but if that did happen, then we, we're in a different different realm. So Because they've played together forever. They, I, they have an instinct ability to know what the other is going to do that's very, very rare. So I'd be curious to see what he would think of that. Sticking on the Chaminade tip, uh, you know, Miami uh, for what the past uh, month, month and a half have had this verbal commit from Zaquan Patterson, four star or five star, depending on which service you look at safety out of Chaminade. Uh, over the last couple of days, there's been some chatter, you know, an, an Auburn uh, recruiting expert you know, brought up the narrative that Auburn is, you know, really trying to flip Zaquan Patterson from Miami, and he feels like there's some optimism within the program. Now, I just want to point out this Auburn insider is the same guy who logged a crystal ball for Reuben Bain to Auburn last year. So I, I, I take it all with a grain of salt. But from where you sit, Brian, is, is there any concern, you think, from a Miami point of view that Auburn may be coming hard at Zaquan? I would look at it a little broader. Auburn is one of them. Yes, but Florida State would be the one that I would worry about more. Right, um, they're closer. It's in state, and they've been in the ball game with him longer. I don't know if Zaquan's going to take more visits, but I think he will, and we'll see. Um, I know that Jeremiah is supposed to come back up to Florida State at some point this month. I've got a few home games. I would assume that whichever one it is, Zaquan would go to. You know, it just, it just mm. makes sense. So that'll be kind of interesting to see what they do. But at the same time, I'm thinking it's pretty interesting that it's going to be just one opportunity to get him on campus instead of two. Like Miami, I think, is going to get Jeremiah more than once. It's right down the street. So it's still an edge. And same time with Zaquan and everybody else. So Auburn was, is a little harder. It's, it's just a lot further from home. I, I don't think that it's going to be an opportunity for him to go there quite the same. I'm not as worried about them. 
So um, I, I was uh, given some information uh, yesterday about Nye Carr, who's going to be visiting Colquitt County, uh, four-star wide receiver who recently decommitted from Georgia. Miami's been going hard for him. It's my understanding his kind of his target commitment date is going to be the All-American Bowl, which I think is uh, is mid-December. So, you know, there's going to be kind of a, a couple of couple of months for, you know, teams to really push. Um, I I think Miami is considered the favorite right now for him, but he, you know, he does have a, have a top five and, you know, it's a couple months away potentially here from a decision. Uh, how, how should Miami fans be feeling right now about Nye Carr in your estimation? They're getting the last of the two visits. Carr went to see Georgia play Auburn. There, there's Auburn again uh, last week. Yeah. I mean, I'll give credit to Auburn. I thought they were going to get blitzkrieged by Georgia. Yeah, did. Yeah. They went for like two-thirds of the game. Then this guy named Brock Bowers kind of took care of that. But that's another – he had 120 yards like in the final 10, 15 minutes. It was ridiculous. But anyway, this is a chance. Once again, Xavier Restrepo is on fire. Nykar is a slot. Look, I'm not trying to pick on Georgia Tech, and we're talking about it a lot on all hurricanes. They're an offensive team. I'll just leave it at that. If you want some stats and some things to look at, go to all hurricanes. But they got a ways to go on the defensive side of the ball. I think Miami is going to score quite a bit. I think it'll be a closer game than people think because Georgia Tech can score. But this is a great chance, man. He's going to see firsthand with the blackout, the night game, the whole nine yards. Miami can come alive as a stadium too. That, that'll be fun at Hard Rock. I think they've got a great chance to not only jump into the mix to the top, there could be a commitment coming, in my opinion, because he fits yeah. what Shannon Dawson does. I think Restrepo will leave no later than after next year. He's not going to be a guy that coaches back for a fifth year or anything. He might leave after this season, and he's going to see what he can do because he's more physically talented than even Restrepo is. I'm not saying he's going to out-effort X. That kid's, as we all know, he, he plays as hard as anybody in college football. But what could I do? in this offense because his speed is insane. He is a flat out like Moss and some of the guys that Miami's famous for. He's that kind of guy and he gets it in space. Good luck to the guy trying to tackle. Great fit for the Canes if that's where he goes. Well, we're only getting started on this visitor list. We have to talk about some of these 2025s. Uh, Armando Blunt, five-star, who is a Miami commit, is going to be visiting. Uh, five-star wide receiver Dallas Wilson, who's an Oregon commit, is going to be visiting. Uh, one of the top tight ends in the class, Luca Gilbert, top wide receiver. This one is a Miami commit already. Wade and Charles, his teammate Kamari Williams, will be visiting. Linebacker Carlton Smith, cornerback Kevin Humes, tight end Marshall Pritchett, interior offensive lineman Max Buchanan. So this is an impressive 2025 list. We're only getting started right here on this episode of Locked on Canes. Guys, my legs look fantastic today, and I'm keeping cool in my bird dog shorts. I always am. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but trust me, they fit way better. They fit better than those regular shorts that are made of a stick, stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix that by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. We need that down here in South Florida. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion barbecue, golfing, date, evening out. Trust me, these are versatile shorts. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code 
Locked on college at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level? Sign up for our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I include a link in the show description below. This is a good week to sign up and try it free for 14 days with all these recruiting visitors, with all the smoke that's going to come out of this Saturday. You want to be signed up. I give you guys recruiting scoops and updates. One-on-ones, you can ask me questions on there. Breaking news, show updates. Try it free for 14 days. Click the link in the show description below. Then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. There's always value when Brian Smith joins the program. Uh, so, again, this 2025 list is pretty incredible. Um, you know, player, I, I was curious about Brian. I haven't talked about him on the show before, but I see a lot of hype for safety Hilton Stubbs. What can you tell me about this young man? Long, lean, athletic, a hitter. Um, ironically, his brother is a walk-on at Florida State, and oh. he plays at Mandarin, uh, Derek Plaz. Same program. Nope. And they're they're loaded, by the way. They, they got dudes all over the place. Uh, Jamie French, who's committed to Alabama, another 25 kid, arguably the best receiver in the country is at that school. Florida State's 25 commitment of quarterbacks at that school. Miami's doing the right thing recruiting that program. Um, this is a kid that could go anywhere. Uh, somebody I've talked to quite a few times. He's not tied to any one school, even though his brother's at FSU. He's looking for the best fit for him. Miami's been involved with him for quite a while. I think the Canes could be one of the final choices for him. So I'm curious about this um, this wide receiver who's visiting Dallas Wilson, who's actually an Oregon commit. He's out of Tampa, Florida, class of 2025, Dallas Wilson. Um, now, I, I, I don't know. I, at first, when I see Oregon commit, I'm thinking maybe this is a guy Mario Cristobal's recruited before, but he's a Floridian. So I don't know if there's any connection there with him. But uh, what can you tell me? Uh, I know him pretty well. He's a kid that, like a lot of Florida kids, I don't know what it is. They love the Oregon uniforms and stuff, and they grow up rooting for Oregon. There are a ton of them. <laughs> it's bizarre. I, I don't get it, but I will be surprised if that's where he ends up signing because it's just from Tampa to Eugene is just like 10 planets away, you know what I yeah. mean, culturally and everything. So I'll believe that when I see it. I think he'll stay down south, but he's 6'3", give or take 195, 200, and he is elite big-time player, can go to whatever school he wants. And I tell you what, that that's a program, another another school that Miami needs to recruit. they got multiple Power 5 receivers. They, that's really the program. Mm. Brian Smith is with us talking recruiting. By the way, when I've been going through this list of visitors for this weekend, kudos to Gabby Arudia at Inside the U. That's the Miami 24-7 page for putting this list together. And I would imagine the list is going to grow, right? Because, yeah, it's Wednesday. A lot of these, you know, like Brian said, these teenagers may not decide to come until later in the week. Maybe some of the guys who do plan on coming may not come. Hopefully that's not the case. But the list is fluid, could change throughout the week. Uh, one of the top tight ends in the class of 2025, Luca Gilbert, is going to be visiting. Uh, a, what can you tell me about him? And B, 
Um, does the fact that from like a pass catching standpoint, Miami's tight end room hasn't really done a whole lot yet. Is that, is that like any maybe cause for concern in tight end recruiting right now? I think it's just one of those deals where the receivers are so good. And then Arroyo has been out. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm anything against Riley Williams, like he's gaining steam, but Cam's been known as a blocker most of his career. He did have a, what was it? A 20, 25 yard play against A&M, et cetera. But look, if you're Tyler Van Dyke and your third option is either Colby Young or Jacoby George, I mean, like a lot of teams, those would be ones. Right now, I, I guess Restrepo's the one the way he's just been so consistent. But George had three touchdowns against AM. It's a good problem wherever he goes. You know what I mean? I don't think it's that big a deal. And I'm sure the tight ends will ask Dawson and everybody on the Miami staff, hey, what's the plan? But I mean, the injuries make it kind of hard. So I, I'm not that worried about it. And I think they'll be just fine with any of the receivers they recruit or the tight ends. Now, this is looking very far ahead, but I'm intrigued by class of 2026 quarterback Dia Bell, who's mm -hmm. playing playing big time college football, starting quarterback in American Heritage. I guess uh, he's he's a sophomore, if I do my math correctly, on uh, on what class he's in. And listen, I've, I've talked to his dad many times, Raja Bell, former NBA player. Uh, that, that, that's his dad. Uh, how, how's Dia looking as a prospect? And I would imagine you know he is going to be visiting this weekend. I'm sure he's a long way from a commitment, but uh, how's he developing so far? Very mature young man. This is a kid also being at Heritage. As you noted, he gets pushed just as much, if not more, practice than he does in games. Like, And they play against an elite schedule. Heritage does not shy away from scheduling really good teams. But Mature kid, he's the leader of their offense. Everybody respects him, and it's easy to get along with him. He's the kind of personality you want behind center. He's got offers across the country, and he's probably going to end up being a top 100 recruit in the class of 26. So I think this – I want to say he's already been to another Miami game this year. I could be wrong, but I think he's already been. Miami's definitely in the mix, and I'm guessing that the mom and dad would probably prefer that he was in South Florida. Just my guess. Well said. Uh, when we come back with Brian Smith – want to talk a little bit about Georgia Tech because obviously Brian, my colleague at allhurricanes.com, we've been studying the opponent and I know the stock is very low on Georgia Tech coming off a home upset loss to Bowling Green, but there are areas where the Yellow Jackets can hurt Miami if Miami allows them to do so. And we'll talk about the importance of Cam Kinchins being back and about the possibility that Elijah Arroyo may be back. Brian mentioned his name earlier, so you want to keep it locked right here. To locked on canes folks so again miami they're big time favorites as you'll see from the fan duel odds hurricanes are 20 and a half point favorites this saturday against georgia tech brian has already shaken his head so if you want to bet that number in either direction you can get it at FanDuel sportsbook and you can snap into action this nfl season with FanDuel, america's number one sportsbook Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use, and there are a wide range of options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. A lot of times the value is in the over-unders and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months 
or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen. And guys, it, it's almost Friday, kind of. I mean, we're like halfway through the week. On Friday, we're going to have Locked on College Football kickoff live. It's an honor to be part of that show every single week. 11 a.m. to noon this Friday, we'll be talking about all the big games coming up on Saturday, storylines, which coaches are on the hot seat, need to update those LinkedIn profiles, everything coming your way on this streaming live on this and every college YouTube channel, Locked on College Football kickoff live 11 a.m. to noon on Friday. So, Brian Smith, when I, I mentioned that 20 and a half point spread, Miami favored, uh, do, do you think it's too much? Because, I mean, it's it's a big number, and I tend to just, as a matter of principle, stay away from numbers that big between conference opponents. But I could see Miami covering it. I, I, I could see it happening. The reason that I don't like it is, is one of the reasons we're talking about the Tech Ramblin' Wreck right now. Their passing game has went way up. Yeah. Now, if Alex – had a Georgia Tech helmet, they might ask him to play in the secondary or something on the other side of the ball. <laughs> but maybe a line, but maybe a defense. Their, their run defense, if I remember right, they're 131 out of 133. I mean, they can't stop a nosebleed on defense. No, they can't. And Miami, I think, will run the ball and score quite a bit. The problem is twofold. Number one, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tech got beat by Bowling Green last week? Was that Bowling them? Green. That was the game. They, they lost uh, They lost by 11 points at home to Bowling Green. So they're going to be angry. They're going to be That's out That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't care what Mario and his staff does, and they won't talk about it in this manner. They're not going to motivate the team to be sky high for this. They can't, they can't do it. I don't, It's an epidemic in college football from talking to coaches. They're not going to be sky high for this game. That's a problem. And Tech can throw the ball. I am glad that Kenshin's is back because he's your director for lack. He's yeah. the maestro. In the back, and him and James, in my opinion, strongly, is the best combo in college football at safety. If you can keep everything in front of you and force them into the red zone where it's restricted, there's more chances for turnovers, kicking field goals, et cetera. But they're going to throw for 250 or more. I'll be shocked if they don't. Now the question is, is Miami's offense focused? And the one thing that I – you don't hear Mario get mad very often at press conference. Remember the part this week, somebody said something about penalties? I think he was happy somebody brought it up because he didn't want to do it. Yeah. They're a hundred. I mean, they're pathetic. It's like 116th and they, they just yeah. commit penalty. It's the one yep. thing on this team that drives me nuts. Yep. If you give a team a hope in the middle of the third quarter and it's a seven point game or something, this is how Miami teams in the last 20 years have screwed around and lost games. I mean, they didn't have Tyler Van Dyke and three big time receivers, but you can't take teams lightly. That's my concern. The 20, whatever, 20 points. I think it's too high. Mm-hmm. Georgia Tech's going to come out and like look for a flea flicker, Look for a reverse, anything you can think of, because they have nothing to lose. They got beat by Bowling Green. That's going to go really good or really bad. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's I wouldn't touch that point spread with a 10-foot pole. And I, I'm not a gambler, but that's I wouldn't touch that. Now, for Miami's offense, there, there's a lot of hype based on what Cristobal said on Monday that we could see the return of Elijah Arroyo this right. week. Now, um, he, here's my thing. Even if Arroyo does suit up, I don't know for sure how much he's going to play because he is he's working his way back from, you know, what was a really serious knee injury last year. And then I, I, I from my understanding, he, you know, suffered probably from compensating for the knee, suffered some kind of a hamstring issue in fall camp. And that's why he hasn't played yet. So 
I mean, if we do see the Arroyo debut, I'm not necessarily expecting him to line up as the starter and play 55 snaps. And like, so I bet he may get eased into it, but still he can add just another dimension, Brian, to that passing game. He's a really solid blocker, which we already know, but just so maybe he makes a bigger impact against North Carolina than he would against Georgia Tech. But what can a guy like Elijah Arroyo add to this offense? Well, it changes your packages especially in the red zone and short yardage. That's a big athletic body. Him and Cam, like if you just go two tight ends, a traditional set, and you've got – I mean, let's be honest, Henry Parrish has played very, very well. Third and ones, third and twos with that package, you could almost tell the other team what's coming. Now, that may not be a stat for Arroyo, but the coaches and the players and Henry <laughs> will thank him very much. I mean, it's football is a team sport. It's the most team-oriented sport there is, and this is an example of it. And again, red zone, short yardage, he's got hands, and that's an athlete. Not many linebackers are going to stay with him. They may not throw it to him more than once or twice, but it might be in the red zone. He could score yeah. and have three yards in receptions, but have a touchdown. That's fine, too. So if he got 10 snaps, I'd be happy. I don't know how many plays they want him out, out in the open feet. I, I don't know what his strengths and stuff. I don't know. But I think they got to get him on the field a little bit. Playing your first game on the road against Carolina – I don't know if that's the greatest thing, but that might, you know, he may not be ready this week. Yeah. I'm sure that Elijah's got to let them know. He's got to tell Mario, okay, this is how I feel. He's just got to have a face-to-face man-to-man conversation. Those are those are tough, man, because you know the kid wants to play. Yeah. You put in a lot of freaking time in these off-seasons. We know. We see it. Spring ball, et cetera. That's a lot of work, brother. So I hope he gets to play. He's a good kid. What are you working on uh, the rest of this week at allhurricanes.com? I know we're, we're all going to have our game predictions coming up later this week. Uh, what is the mad scientist Brian Smith working on for the next couple of days? I, I'm trying to make it a nice article, but I, the next thing I got to write is talking about Miami's off against, offense against their defense and a little more specific. Yeah. I'll give you the, the short of it. Miami's going to yeah. score a lot. Um, they should, yeah. If they don't run for over 200 yards, I will be shocked. The only way they don't is if Georgia Tech just says to heck with it. We have no shot anyway. We're just going to put eight in the box and force them to throw. They're not going to cover. And you know what? I wouldn't mind season. that because if they put eight in the box and Mike and we know Miami can throw uh, with a guy like Jeremiah Smith right. up in the uh, up in the recruiting there section. There could be some sixty and yeah. seventy yard. I mean, yeah. it's high high risk, high reward. But again, they're like one thirty one, something like that. And I mean, they're terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. So, and Bowling Green just ate them up. Yeah. You know, it, you are what you are by this point, brother. We're five games in. There's no hiding. They can't They can't stop the run that puts their defensive secondary in a quandary because you got to bring another guy in the box. Right. It's mad. Well, the other um, like and the other the other storyline is uh, Georgia Tech. They made their defensive coordinator change. They demoted. Yeah, it's. And they it's promoted Sharer. So it's like, which is a weird, it, it's always, I almost feel like getting demoted. It's like worse than getting fired. Cause it's like, I still have to show up and look at these people every week uh, after they, after they took my play calling duties away. The only thing I can say there is he's still getting paid, but otherwise, uh, I mean, he's going to leave it. You're going to leave yeah. after this season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's got a few more weeks. Enjoy Atlanta. Say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel the same way. I'd rather be fired. But but all that to say, like obviously you you can you can make a coaching change. You can't change your personnel, so it's going to be the same guys on the That's, field. But but Shannon Dawson brought up brought up a fair point. Like they didn't make that change to run the same defense. There's going to be some kind of changes to their approach. I listened to what Shannon said, and he's right. And here's the one advantage Tech has: Miami. And this this is the nature of coaches. 
Every freaking intern in that office right now hates Mario Cristobal. You know why? Because he's having them go through film for years. It's yeah. going to be awful for them. He's a, he's a stickler for things, but they're still going to be guessing. That'll drive Mario nuts, but there is no fix. They're going to get caught off guard or something this week. It's going to be on the fly, and this is a great week to have a fourth-year player, a quarterback. I'd hate to have a first-year quarterback in this situation because nobody's going to give you credit for destroying Georgia Tech. But if you even have a, a little bit of an error in one quarter, the fans will jump on you. So they're going to, you know, maybe they're going to go with the bear front, maybe something like that. But again, they've got nothing to lose. Right. You know, Miami just, they have to be dialed in, have to be ready. And they could be a game where they're getting two yards, two yards, and then 40 because Tech's just bringing heat. I mean, they, again, they can't just sit back. They can't, they can't stop the run. If they do that, the game will be over by the end of the first quarter. Miami will have 100 yards rushing. Like, it'll be the most boring game ever. <laughs> it'll be second and four all day, and then you're just going to murder them. Well, it's really good stuff. Make sure you follow Brian on X at FBScout underscore Florida. Check out his work and his recruiting hits all around the Locked On Network. And, guys, thank you so much for supporting the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, hit that like button, subscribe to our channel. We're approaching 12,000 subscribers. Hope to get there very soon. If you listen to the audio version, fantastic. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. Take us with you wherever you go, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. We're going to dive a little bit even deeper into this Georgia Tech matchup on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.